Each episode of this podcast will be a bit different, which shouldn't come as any surprise to anyone considering who's making this thing. My name's Jay, introvert extraordinaire and procrastinator extreme, and I really, really hate the sound of my own voice. So I figured, why not make a podcast forcing me to have to listen to the jarring timbre of my own vocals, yeah? And no, that doesn't mean I'm going to sing. That would be weird. But I am going to read random things I've written over the years. Sometimes poems, sometimes short stories, sometimes journal entries, essays, or just random thoughts, feelings, insights, and whatnot that come to me at, you guessed it, typically three in the morning. The topics will range from personal beliefs, to random commentary on past and current pop culture, to books I've read, or music I love, to interesting things I've learned, to my take on various forms of fiction and literature, or taboo tropes I adore or despise in particular fiction, to, well, really just about anything. I also like to add in a word of the day to help broaden our vocabulary skills and even provide inspiration which can strike at any time for any reason. And, as a disclaimer and trigger warning of sorts, most of this is unscripted and uncensored, so expect quirky, raw, honest, and undoubtedly controversial material to randomly pop up and be discussed, or simply pop up, no discussion needed. If you like what you hear, then share this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, co-workers, random stranger you meet on the train, and subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are released. I'm going to try getting them out on Thursdays, with an occasional Sunday thrown in if I'm feeling up to it. You can also drop me a voice message on Anchor with questions or suggestions. So a quick addendum to last week's episode about Ripper Street. I take it all back. It was a horror. It's only good up until season three where I last saw it. From there on out, it all goes shit downhill. Fuck. (sighs) Especially that ending. The fuck was up with that ending? How the hell, after all that, could they give us an ending like that? Bloody wishy-washy bullshit it is. That's what. No. Also, you know, that character that I said I was waiting to get his comeuppance? Yeah, never got those. Bloody hell. Just... <sighs> okay. Okay, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I just... I didn't really intend to start this episode with this, but I just... Don't go watch it unless you want to watch only up to season three or like the end of season three because that's really about the best I can say about it after that. It's, I'm I'm literally at a loss of words. I'm going to be honest. You know, season four and five just... They weren't bad, but they just sort of went to shit is all, you know, like tons of police corruption and scandal, but also tons of police cover up and 
certain justice once more going unserved. So, like I said, really, I'm just at a loss of words, you know, I... the amount of corruption that was portrayed in the last two seasons was both horrifying and satisfying to watch but the resolution of it was just it just left me mad you know like I, 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 like I said, I'm, re- I'm really at a loss of words, you know? We all deserve so much better than that, really. I just... Mm. Anyway, enough of that, enough of that. Time for this week's queer reading. Um, yeah, we're going further back in time for this one. April of 2012, I believe. Um, It's not poetry, though it was written during the month of National Poetry Writing Month, whatever. But um, even though it's not poetry, it's um, it's rather a reflective kind of introspective piece uh, that I ended up commentating on the alignment of a person, um, you know, of anybody. Um, and by alignment, I mean like, you know, the nine realms of lawful, neutral, and chaotic energy. Um, for those of you into Dungeons and Dragons, you already know what that is. But for the rest of you, I'll give a short explanation. A person's alignment is a characterization of their ethical and moral perspective, their penchant for good versus evil and lawfulness versus chaos essentially as i've already mentioned countless times before the piece i'm about to read to you is entirely unedited so some things may or may no longer be relevant but it is to be taken in the context of the fact that it was written eight years ago and you know based on events occurring at such a time. Also, this piece was based off an online alignment meme that was floating around at the time. Um, It was for the Supernatural fandom. Uh, And yeah, that's that's really about it. I will try to uh, read off, maybe I should do that now. I'll read off the um, alignment meme so that you at least know what it says uh my piece isn't necessarily in relation to the meme it's just based on the whole alignment system in general but you know like i said for further context i will um read to you what each of the alignments aligned to in terms of a character from Supernatural. So, um, the first one was Lawful Good, and that's Michael. Um, Neutral Good was Cassiel. Chaotic Good was the Winchester brothers, Dean and Sam. Um, Lawful Neutral was Joshua. 
uh, neutral was God, or Chuck, however you want to call him. Um, chaotic neutral was Gabriel. Lawful evil was, of course, Lucifer. Neutral evil was Crowley, and chaotic evil was Alistair. So, yeah. Um, here we go. I don't really have a title for this, um, but you know, it's, I don't know, I guess, um, lawful, neutral, chaotic, or alignment system, I don't know, I like I said, I don't have a title for this, so, I guess let's just get to it. I've been meaning to write something on this for just about an eternity. So there's this map for lawful, neutral, and chaotic energies. It goes without saying that all of these are necessary. Once again, they create balance and they create harmony through the use of counterforces and negators. Let's just use this map, for instance, so we can get a better grasp of what's going on in the world. And then this part here is where the um, supernatural alignment chart thing is in my commentary. And now back to the commentary. Okay, so we have the nine realms of energy. Lawful good, lawful neutral, lawful evil, neutral good, neutral, neutral evil, and then chaotic good, chaotic neutral, and chaotic evil. Taking this into account, we see that there is actually by far more neutral or non-conformative energy than there is good or evil. This once again brings to light the importance and solidifies the existence of an in-between, a neither, and a both a third, fourth, or fifth side to the equation that human beings seem to go to great lengths to ignore. Take, for instance, gender, sexuality, state of mind, and identity. In most societies, there are only two genders, two accepted sexes, male and female. This concept is probably among the most flawed that humanity has come to accept. They use so many instances like nature or biology, and yet those very same points of reference have variations, variations that humanity tries to overlook or dismiss as abnormalities, as flawed, yet they still exist, and with their existence once again reaffirms the notion that there is more than simply this or that. Now let's dissect sexuality. This one is perhaps just as absurd. For thousands of years, it was considered normal for men, and I use this term loosely to imply those considered of biological male origin, to sexually enjoy both women and other men. It was normal. Then suddenly, Western religions like Christianity and Catholicism came into the mix, and the idea of being with another of the same gender or sex was made most lecherous and foul. The new norm became heterosexuality, opposite genders and sexes only, etc., etc. This concept didn't last long, for even in the time of normalcy where bisexuality reigned, 
there were still many who did not care for those of the same gender or sex, and likewise there were those that did not care for those of opposite gender or sex. Now let's move on to Stonewall Times and the promotion of women's rights and gay rights. Both events tried to promote and validate the existence and widespread nature of both causes, and through struggle and sacrifice, their voices have been heard. Skip to almost present day. With all the gay individuals now a somewhat norm, the bisexuals are also trying to gain momentum again, and yet they find opposition, not just from straight people, but from the gays as well. Both sides see bisexuals as scandalous, lustful individuals who can't, ahem, choose a side, and are thus outcasted by both. It is now the present day, and lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, and queer individuals are all lumped together in a terminology I frequently use, LGBTQ, which supposedly try to incorporate everyone and show that the times have changed and all are welcome. Yet, this is all full of half-truths and lies. Within this community, gays don't understand lesbians, lesbians don't understand bi's, bi's don't understand transsexuals, and queers seem to be posers or experimental bullshitters who shouldn't be included in the first place. Now let's move on to the state of mind, which is a broad term I'm using for one's principles and standards. We are taught from our youth that there is a good and a bad, yet we also come to realize, be it unconsciously or subconsciously, that there is a gray area we can all tread that allows us the best and worst of both worlds, where we can dabble in one or the other and still be considered what society expects us to be, whether that be good or evil. Yet this gray area is once again dismissed as insubstantial or irrelevant because a person is either good or bad. There are no in-betweens. Which brings us to our final topic, identity. What we identify as or with. This is probably the most important one yet because it is constantly, repeatedly, forcibly denied its self-existence and its chance to breathe in a society that does not even think it should be a factor in anything. We identify different to what is actually placed before us, yet we are trained to identify everything around us as society wants us to. Which begs the question, are any of us actually choosing our own fates, paths, and making our own decisions? Or is everything programmed from birth? subconsciously guiding our every move and thought to what has been predispositioned upon us from our childhood. It is anyone's guess what the answer to that could be. On the one hand, I do not believe anyone else controls our actions or fate unless we let someone do so, but I also realize that we learn behaviorally and subconsciously from what we are exposed to and what we surround ourselves with and are surrounded by forcibly by others. Yet, I do not think that is all we are made up of. I believe that we are born a certain way, which defines us, and even with society's standards forced upon us, we can never truly change who we are inside. 
I also believe we can change the nature of those external influences by allowing or disallowing those outside forces access to our soul. This is also how we create identity, how we understand and identify with the world around us. Regardless of what others might try to do or might try to make us do, we have the ability to make our own decisions based on the essence of our soul and our will. That is our identity. That is who we are. It is just sad that most of us deny ourselves the chance to get to know it. So getting back to the nine realms of energy, this can relate more clearly to identity. Which of the nine fits us? Do we fit into any at all? Can we actually fit ourselves, our soul, our identity into one of nine little boxes and claim we are what we say we are? Does anyone actually know? I would like to think myself a chaotic neutral or chaotic good, but sometimes I find myself a simply neutral to it all, which in a sense could still fall under chaotic neutral, since by being neutral to everything, you are in a sense creating chaos. It is a strange concept to wrap my head around considering that we all have moments of each of the nine. I know myself to have had episodes of pure chaotic evil, but also of lawful good. I don't think I fall under a lawful good very often, but because it is such a hypocritical stance to be in, especially as a human being, after all, who are any of us to say that we have authority to declare lawful justice or good on anyone? We don't. That is why I hate those that try to force their energies into that realm. None of us are adept to the nature of such forces, and none of us should be. Better to be a chaotic good, than at least we can say we are trying to be good, knowing full well we are flawed, and make mistakes and chaos along the way instead of claiming righteousness and absolution in our good deeds and proclaiming the ability to do only good and be of no fault or wrongdoing. Such people, in my humble opinion, create more chaos and heartache than the most chaotic of evils. And that is that. Um, like I said, it's not really like a paper or an essay or um, anything of the sort. I mean, I suppose it could fall under that heading, but it, it was really just a sort of, like I said, introspective piece that um, I wrote. And, you know, strangely enough, as I was rereading it over again, I was you know, truly drawn to the parallel of gender identity, you know, sexuality and individuality, you know, conformity, non-conformity, you know, just all of the things that are quite integral to myself that are topics for which I truly love exploring and delving into and dissecting you know and yeah like I said it's 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 strange 
to reread this and see that so much of it still relates to today and that some of it has, you know, somewhat eased up, gotten a little bit better. But for the most part, it's still so relevant eight years later, which to me is both appalling and also to be expected. But the fact remains that now we have this conversation and we are continuing to have this conversation with one another. And I think more people are open to considering and, I don't know, exploring the self, you know. I do believe that far too many are content to be what others tell them to be content to just fit the mold to just go along with whatever is normal whatever is accepted whatever everyone else is doing but at the same time I also think that so many more of us now are far more courageous and far more I don't even know what what the right word should be but we're just at this point we were either so fed up with it all that we would rather stand our ground in our tiredness <laughs> of it all um, than go along with it and then be tired from having to pretend if that makes sense I feel like we would rather be tired from fighting everyone in the world then be tired from going along with the world so yeah yeah I think that's where I'm gonna leave it off because I don't want to get into too much more of it or else I'll end up you know speaking another paper right here and you know that that'll be its own other can of worms but yeah I hope that one was uh something that you all would enjoy But for now, let's go on a quick break. And now, for my weekly favorites and recommendations. Keeping with the theme of queerness and all that it is, the majority of my selections will be queer-oriented. Now let's get on with it. So, first section, I'm trying to keep this uniform, at least somewhat, is books. And I have about four recommendations for you. Most of them are comics or manga or webcomics or something like that. But um, still book recommendations. Um, So the first one is The Less Than Epic Adventures of TJ and Amal by E.K. Weaver. Uh, That one is I believe it actually is a bound book now it started off as a webcomic so um, I do believe it yes it is it is it is a bound book because I bought it Um, but yeah you know I do believe you can still find it online to read if you are broke like me and you know yeah Um, but if not then the book should be available somewhere. 
yeah. The next one is a manga, uh, actually a manga series called Wandering Sun. It's also an anime now that I think about it. So um, I didn't put that down under the TV and movies recommendation, but the anime is really, 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 really good. And so is the manga. So um, I highly recommend both. Uh, yeah. Wandering Sun by Takako Shimura. And it is so good. Like, it's, it's, oh, it's the kind of manga that I didn't know existed until it literally, like, smacked me in the face, and I was like, what's this? And then I watched it and was like, oh, oh, wow, you know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely highly recommend. Um, the next one is an actual novel. Um, pantomime. I'm sure most people have heard of it. It's, um, I think, book one in a series by um, Laura Lamb. And, you know, though this book wasn't exactly... It wasn't my favorite, I'll say that much. Um, at the same time, I enjoyed it enough that I could overlook a lot of its flaws so I know it's probably like a terrible review to give it but like I said it's um I guess it's more like it's an ambitious book you know like it's trying to oh this character is this 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 and this and at the time I kind of felt like it was jumping on the bandwagon a bit, like, let me, you know, put this, um, highly segmented queer character as my, you know, main character, and then, you know, construct a story around them, and, you know, and that's, and that's really that, and it's like, you know, but at the same time, it was interesting enough that, I could enjoy it despite its flaws and to me obvious bandwagoning aspect. Yeah. And lastly, um, this one is another webcomic turned bound book um, called Starfighter by Hamlet Machine. Uh, to be honest with you, I. Uh, the last blah, 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 blah years of my life have been pretty tumultuous. I've moved around a lot, uh, lost quite a few computers, and, you know, my bookmarks and all of the other stuff as well. So, um, a lot of webcomics or online reading that I was, like, in the middle of at the time you know, I lost, I kind of fell away from, et cetera, et cetera, and then, like, you know, only X many, you know, X many years later, I, you know, happened to 
come across the title again and I'm like <gasps> like oh my goodness that series that I had started and is it done and did, was it discontinued and can I still read it for free and are there real books for it and like you know all of that sort of stuff happened and this one is definitely one such a book um so when I had last read Starfighter I think we were in chapter slash book um four I think and now from what I understand it is done and I am shook so I am definitely going to end up reading the rest of it because I must must know how it ends um but yeah this one was good it was a really it was it was it was a it was a favorite of mine this one and tea house and 10 and um, a few others that I was you know following religiously back then but um yeah from what I understand it is done you can get all five books now there's even a visual game which I remember hearing about at the time when I was last reading it but I think it was only in the works and now I think it is like it exists it is real now so even more so, I think it's a visual, it's a visual game, a visual novel game. So yeah, like definitely go check that shit out. Um, but yeah, that, so that, that's my recommendations for the books. Uh, for music, honestly, anything and everything by the 1975 and... Troy Sivan. Um, I think I pronounced his first name right. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I have actually never heard his name pronounced. That is appalling to me. Anyway, it's T R O Y E, and then the second name or last name is S I V A N. Troy Sivan. Yeah, um, yeah, anything by, honestly, anything by either band, um, they both make such great music, so, there we go, um, and also this song, which is a super hot beat, Promises by Calvin Harris featuring Sam Smith and Jesse Reyes, holy god, that song is like my jam right now. Um, there's another one that's my jam, but I just don't want to recommend it. Oh, I should recommend it. I should. Yeah, I should. Um, so Dua Lupa's, um, Don't Start Now. I, I, mm, I love these two songs. I love them so much. They are fucking gorgeous. I can't even. I, I honestly can't. They're so good. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to recommend that one right now, but yeah so promises by calvin harris featuring sam smith and jesse reyes and don't start now by dua lupa next uh so my television and movies once again i have not been watching much so i really cannot give many recommendations which is why i only have two um the first is blue is the warmest color beautiful movie 
and the second is from beginning to end. Now this one I will give a slight disclaimer to simply because I don't want to hear anybody bitching and moaning about how, oh, I didn't tell you what this one was about, and da 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 I will actually, like, fucking scream at all of you if anybody says this to me, okay? From beginning to end is brother incest. So it's consensual. It's all consensual. You know, I, I I ain't down for none of that, you know, raping shit, because that's actually what I consider actual incest to be. I call familiar love, familial love, um, to be an entirely different thing, but that's like a topic for an entirely different, this was just for another episode entirely. At any rate, from beginning to end, um, it's about two brothers in love with one another, and it is like an adaptation. It's it's not a true adaptation, like to like to true form, but it's an adaptation of um, carnivorous love. No, carnivorous carnivorous lamb. Oh my goodness! This is what happened when I don't have my damn books when I need them and they're all fucking in storage lord have mercy but anyway um yes it's an adaptation of a book called The Carnivorous Lamb by Augustin Gomez Arcos and it's let's just put it this way it's a it's a weird fucking book okay it really is the movie they try to put a little more linear coherency to and it works um the story is different more or less but it's also the same it's just Listen, I love them both. I love the book to tiny pieces, and I love the movie. Um, it's not every day that I find something like this, so even more so, I think just the fact that they both exist is colossally amazing for me. So that's why I'm recommending them. And, um,. Yes, like I said, um, from the book section, I had totally forgotten that Wandering Sun was an anime, so that will be my other uh, anime TV recommendation for you guys to go and check out. That's all for this week, folks. Stay safe and stay tuned for another queer reading next week. Ooh, actually... Next week will be our last queer reading, at least for Pride Month. Wow. This month just flew by, didn't it? Goodness gracious. Alright, well, I will try to make it um, a fun one. Maybe I'll read you guys a short story or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll try to do something like that. Or maybe read two things, since it's the last official Thursday in the month. All right. Talk to y'all later. Cheers.
Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you all back here for another episode next week. Or the week after. Or the week after that. Listen, how about we not make any promises and just say, see you again another time, yeah? Cheers.